Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, Coach, you still there? I am. All right, let's, let's run into this in uh, three, two, one. SB Nation's CrimsonandCreamMachine.com, our online, our online podcast right now. Coach Friend for Schiller, ESPN analyst for NCAA basketball and much, much more. Joining us to talk Oklahoma Sooners and Sweet 16. Coach, how you doing? Doing great, Matt. Uh, lots of travel this month, but it's all good. Yeah, I bet I bet it's a lot of trouble, but it's got to be a little bit exciting to see some of the games that you've been able to witness over the last several weeks. Well, it certainly has been, and uh, that's what you uh, that's what that's what March is about. You know, the season's five months long. People don't even remember games back in November and December, but uh, it's all worth it. We're here at the uh, culmination of the season. Well, we want to get into uh, Sweet 16, particularly Oklahoma, Michigan State. But before we jump in there, let's talk Big 12 in general. How surprised were you at, at just the bad start this conference got on the opening day of the, of the tournament? Well, I was mildly surprised. I think that um, when you look at the Big 12 conference, uh, one of the things I said all season long was it may not have been the best conference in college basketball, but it was the deepest and most competitive um, and I didn't think it had a team uh, in the league that was a legitimate uh, Final Four contender. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly Iowa State going out quickly uh, surprised me. Baylor having a 12-point lead with three minutes to go and giving that game away was a mild surprise as well. But uh, Texas not being able to score against Butler was not a surprise to me. So, uh, uh, you know, I would say mildly overall. You know, of the teams that went down, you you got the, the tournament champion in Iowa State, you got the regular season champion in Kansas. Which one of those teams surprised you the most in, in, in bouncing out early? Well, probably Iowa State because they played so well throughout the uh, end of the season and then they finished the year on a high, obviously, uh, winning the Big 12 tournament. But I also thought that watching them play in the first round of the tournament, uh, that they didn't play with the same energy they had played with at the end of the season, particularly because uh, – uh, you know, uh, the Sprint Center in Kansas City was essentially uh, a home game for Iowa State with the great mm-hmm. fan support. It was a little bit more of a neutral site game when they went to Louisville, and I thought they played like a team that, uh, quite frankly, uh, was playing like an, an early season non-conference game. You've got uh, Oklahoma, West Virginia still carrying the Big 12 banner, the Mountaineers with a, a big matchup tonight against Kentucky. Any chance at all that you see an upset happening there? Well, it's unlikely, and uh, because of how good Kentucky has been, and the fact that uh, West Virginia has had, you know, has had at times trouble scoring. So uh, the, the intriguing thing about the game, Matt, is you've got a completely different style for Kentucky to have to go against than they've seen all year. I mean, even Arkansas doesn't press the way West Virginia does. So I'm going to be intrigued to see if West Virginia can turn Kentucky over, can turn turnovers into points. And uh, and then also to have a chance, they have to make outside shots. Hmm. 
Listen to Sinner Nation online podcast, CrimsonTheCrewMachine.com. Fran Fraschilla, ESPN analyst. Uh, Coach, let's talk real fast, Oklahoma-Michigan State. Uh, big matchup. A lot of people kind of when, – when Villanova went down and the Virginia went down, a lot of people just kind of well, – the Crimson and Cream clad just kind of said, okay, this is Oklahoma's road to the Final Four. But the reality is this Michigan State team, even though they came in as a, as a higher seed than Oklahoma was, or lower seed, whichever way you flip that bracket around – this is a team that's really playing their best basketball this season, and Izzo is is a tremendous coach when it gets to this part of the season and in the tournament. Kind of break this game down for us. Is, is there an advantage for Oklahoma in either the backcourt or the frontcourt that you see the Sooners can exploit against the Spartans tomorrow night? Well, I think, first of all, I would agree with your assessment. This is not a typical number seven seed. Uh, if, if Michigan State had not suffered some of the injuries they did this year, uh, their record would have been better and they would have been a higher seed. I think you're looking at a Michigan State team, Matt, that normally, minus the injuries, would have been a three, four, or five seed at worst. So that makes this a really good matchup. Uh, and both teams actually kind of mirror each other in a, in a lot of ways. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, if, if there's an advantage, uh, you know, I think Oklahoma may, I say may, have a little bit more firepower in the backcourt. But Travis Trice is playing really well. Uh, the transfer, Trin, uh, Bryn Forbes from Cleveland State, is shooting the ball really well. Uh, but, uh, you know, Oklahoma, I think, might have an advantage in the fact that they've had their starting five together the entire season. But really, at each position on the court and then even the bench, benches, neither one is a deep bench, I think, think this makes for a, a great matchup. I think Michigan State's physicality is going to have to be accounted for and it's going to be important for, for Spangler and uh, Tayshaun Thomas not to get in foul trouble. You, know, you mentioned the physicality, which I think is, is, is something that's certainly an advantage for the Spartans. And when you look at the bench play, Lon Kruger seems to be going to his bench more early and often uh, than he has in really the whole season. And one thing I think you pointed out um, and one of the commentators I heard you say was maybe it got him in a little bit of trouble in that opening round game, going to the bench a little bit too early. Do you, do, you, do you see the need for that? Because you've got to be deep, and you've got to have these guys rested, especially against a physical team like Michigan State. But what Oklahoma is getting from their bench seems to be exactly what they need. Yeah. What's the key, going back to your experience as coaching, what's the key to keeping those bench guys understanding what their role is and, and, and how to contribute on a consistent basis? Well, they're getting great play right now out of Frank Booker and uh, Kadeem Latin, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, in Latin's case, he's a freshman who has had some key moments this year. You know, if you look at Kadeem, it looks like he's going to be an excellent player the next three years. And then Frank Booker, who was hurt early in the year, uh, certainly gives uh, Lon another great uh, scorer off the bench. So I think, although it's not a deep team, uh, He's, he's cultivated those two guys particularly, and then somewhat uh, there have been times where D.J. Bennett's been very effective as well. So it's not really necessary at this point in the season to have a deep bench because there's lots of TV timeouts. There's a lot of rest. You play, you know, they, they haven't played since last weekend, so they should be reasonably rested. But it doesn't hurt to bring guys off the bench uh, who can score like Booker or, or who can give you a little bit of an inside presence on defense like Latin. So I, I think the bench right now is nearly a non-factor minus somebody in that starting lineup getting injured, which, uh, you know, you, you can never account for. One of your other responsibilities, I understand, is you kind of do some scouting and evaluating for NBA draft coverage. 
who would be any of the players right now on this OU team that you could say, yeah, I can see these guys either going this year in Tayshawn Thomas's case or next year, Buddy Hill, Isaiah Cousins, or is there a chance we might see one of these guards jump out early as well? Well, there's some talk about Buddy leaving early. I, I don't. I think it's kind of premature. I think Buddy, uh, you know, from what I can tell, talking to NBA scouts, I don't know anybody that has him any higher than at the end of the late, of the first round. Um, a lot of people peg him as a second round pick. Now, doesn't mean doesn't mean he's not having a great season. We all know he is. Isaiah Cousins is a kind of underrated guy that's going to be a four year player for Oklahoma, and Isaiah could be one of those guys that bounces around at the D League level maybe Europe, and then all of a sudden plays in the NBA down the road. Uh, Tayshawn will have a chance. He'll be in somebody's summer league. He'll be a lot like Rojasby and uh, Ahmad Embai were. Uh, they're prospects, not necessarily uh, a lot to play in the league. Um, and then, you know, maybe down the road, a guy like uh, Kadeem Latin because of his length uh, and, and hopeful, hopefully development, Matt. But the NBA uh, right now is a very hard league to crack. Uh, the, the, the difference between the Big 12 and the NBA is a giant gap. So um, I just don't know that it's realistic to think that you know any of the guys right now on this current Oklahoma team are ready today to play in a meaningful NBA game. But it doesn't mean they won't have all of them won't have a chance to uh, you know impress NBA scouts, and, and some already have. Long Kruger's taken this program from four years to a, a 500 club to now the Sweet 16. Is you know when, when you when we've talked to him even this last week at the media day on Tuesday, very quick to deflect what the the success back on his assistants and on the players. But the reality is when you look at what he's done, his track record, and now what he's doing at Oklahoma, where do, where does he rank in some of the coaches that you've covered and in some of the guys that you've known? Well, I mean, certainly what Lon's accomplished is uh, historic uh, based on the fact that he's taken five teams to the NCAA tournament, five different schools, uh, and won a game at each place. No one has ever done that. And so I think from that standpoint, he's already proven, uh, you know, uh, how good a coach he is. He's proven his longevity works. He's proven that the way he relates to players works. Uh, he keeps things simple. But, uh, uh, you know, the, this Oklahoma team is a very fundamentally sound team. And so, uh, you know, there's so many really good coaches among the 350 in the Division One level, but, you know, Lon certainly would be, you know, probably in the top 10%, and I think his peers feel the same exact way. Coach, you uh, you have a son who's a part of this basketball program at Oklahoma, and congratulations, he's going to graduate this May. Uh, you and yep. your wife were able to walk with him on senior night just a couple of weeks ago. you got to be proud of what he's accomplished, uh, getting his degree and being a part of this team, but you also got to be proud of his trick shot videos that he's putting out yep. uh, to raise awareness for Hayden's Hope. Uh, did he come to you with that idea? Was that something he came up on his own? Well, kind of walk it from a father's perspective through that part <laughs> of, of, of his, his Oklahoma's uh, tenure. Well, the only thing I was responsible for is that James grew up in a gym and he's been a basketball junkie his whole life. So uh, he's had that love of the game. Now, it, it's been his grit and determination, uh, you know, both as a walk-on where he's got a, you know, I say this jokingly, he gets beat up every day by bigger, stronger guys, but he still puts his nose in there. And so I'm really, I'm really proud of the fact that he's made it through four years, been a great teammate, uh, worked hard. Uh, tried to everything, do everything he could to help the team, you know, be, become better both on and off the court. And then, you know, the whole trick shot thing happened by accident. He's got a creative imagination. He loves cameras. He loves the gym. He loves the game of basketball. 
And so, no, I had nothing to do with that part of it. I just uh, sit back and watch an amusement. But, uh, you know, James is, as I said, he's got a lot of passion for the game, and he's also got a lot of grit. So I'm uh, very pleased with how his, uh, how his time has turned out at Oklahoma. ESPN color analyst, uh, friend for Schill, a Big 12 uh, commentator. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Look forward to seeing you on the TV and, and uh, get some rest before you got to start really working tonight. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I really appreciate it. Great being on. All right, take care, Coach. Okay. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.